everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Digital Dialogue. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Scott. Again, we're with Colleen this week. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Of course. So for a lot of you who are listening to the podcast, you can't see, but Colleen is completely decked out in a USA hat and t-shirt. And why is that, Colleen? It's the Women's World Cup of 2019. Yes. <laughs> And they're currently winning two to nothing. We're live watching it here against Thailand. Uh, United States was a heavy favorite, so mm-hmm, definitely. Um, so I don't know about you guys, but I played soccer when I was a little kid and in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, really enjoy it, but I don't follow it as much as I should. Yeah. But Colleen, <laughs> out of everyone in the office, we're like, you're the fan. You're the go-to. You have it on your monitor, <laughs> by your desk, on your phone. It's on Alexa right now. Yep. Yep. I even have as like the whole schedule of the FIFA World Cup in my iCal as well, so I'm, I'm always notified. Like, I'm watch. I'm gonna try and like watch all the games because that's what I did last year for mm-hmm. the Men's World Cup. Even though USA wasn't in it, mm-hmm. I was um, still just. I love soccer. I mean, yeah. just like you, Kate. I played it all my life, and the Women's World Cup was a very big part of it too. Yeah, so. no, definitely. Obviously, grew up with like Mia Hamm. All those amazing players. Mm-hmm. Um, what position did you play? I forget. So I played goalie my uh, whole life. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I aspired when I was very young to take Hope Solo's spot, the women's uh, goalkeeper mm-hmm. um, of previous World Cups. I think this World Cup, too. I didn't check the lineup um, yet, but here I am now. Decided not to be, so I'm a big fan. <laughs> so. Yeah, you're a spectator now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I played midfield, and that was just because I could run mm-hmm. up and down the field, which it was it was fun, but I was like, I would rather be like offense or something, so I didn't have to go all the way back and help defense. You have to be very fit to play soccer. Yeah. And that is like 16-year-old. Yeah. Day, I could go up and down. <laughs> that is the reason why I chose goalie, because mm-hmm. I did not want to run. But yeah. it's very different mindset than oh, field player. I mean... I played goalie when I was younger, and it was just very intimidating. You do have to be very aware. But again, so we're here talking about the World Cup, and because we are a digital marketing agency, we're going to tie that in. So this is the first World Cup since 2015, and that was hosted in Canada. Mm-hmm. And we, the United States won. Yes, we did. So hopefully we'll see a repeat this year. But we're just going to dive right into it. Absolutely. So I had who will be watching. These are statistics according to um, MediaWatch.com that says three out of ten U.S. adults have some interest in watching the 2019 Women's World Cup. And millennials also appear to have a stronger interest in following the games as well. And here are some more uh, broke-down statistics. First, 34% of males said that they were very interested or somewhat interested watching any World Cup soccer matches this year versus 23 percent of females. I find that surprising, which is more males are watching a female-dominated mm-hmm. uh, World Cup, but I guess it makes sense. In a... Well, women's World Cup in general, I would say, is not as watched as the men's. Um, I guess maybe it's just because the U.S. women's team is way better than the men's. The men's didn't even qualify I mean, last year. Yeah, and- like 15 USA Women's Team won. They have like all their girls are in their prime too. Like they're yeah. playing so well right and I, now. I mean, I, I do think that women. this is like a great time to be involved in like women's sports because we have some stories too that we'll dive into, but I think things are changing for the better. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah, they said 36% of millennials, 18 to 34, said they were somewhat interested um, versus 27% of Gen Xers. It's a younger crowd, so I'm yeah. strong, which is normal. It's going to explode in the United States, I think, in the next mm-hmm. like, 20 years, maybe, or 10 years even. But It definitely will if U.S. keeps yeah. doing what they're doing. Male they, and female. Male too. and female. If yeah. the male team somehow turns around for the next Men's World Cup, then we shall see. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like... I mean, they were in the women's was in the World Cup last year, as we said, but they were also in it before. But both of those World Cup finals with both Japan and U.S. I love so. the Japanese team; they're so good. They're actually really so good. So clinical, sneaky yeah. good, sneaky I good. <laughs> I had another stat too. It was sixty-one percent of respondents who are very interested in watching the women's World Cup are college grads with a median household income of ninety-seven k. Hmm. So it's drawing towards a higher income class, which that doesn't really always correlate with soccer uh, because it is so easy to play there's countries you can play soccer with just a ball and your shoes like it's not reserved for the wealthy yeah and besides the u.s every other country has soccer as their main sport we as the usa have you know football or in other countries soccer is called football so they call you're actually playing yeah you're actually so football here I mean, it's called football, but in other countries, they call it American football. Or hand egg. Yeah. It's an egg, and they're always carrying it. Yeah. It's always a... So... Yeah, no, absolutely. And while, like, most fans are going to watch the World Cup on regular TV, a large share, probably, like, from 18 to 34-year-olds in particular, will be streaming the matches, which we just talked about. That's what you're doing. And um, according to the Associated Press... This year's Women's World Cup may have a chance to gain stronger U.S. TV ratings, um, like we mentioned last year, because the men's team wasn't playing. Yeah. So the majority of the people in this country probably didn't tune in. Mm-hmm. So we'll definitely see how that will change when we get the full statistics on that. Um, and so whether you're watching on TV or streaming online, a significant number of people, especially millennials, will be interacting on social media. So that's where you come in, Colleen. Are you going to be tweeting your experience watching the games? Yes. Um, so, and the USA just scored another one. 3 0. Wow. As expected. As expected. Oh, I didn't. I kind of missed it because I was um, distracted. So sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, so, as for me, posting like, you know, reactions and so forth on social media mainly would be Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, but, oh, okay. Here's a free reaction, free kick. Oh, wow. Oh, Ooh, easy, she dived easy. up right at the six-yard line. That's why you put it into the mixer. Yep, the goalie didn't really have much of a chance. No chance. She didn't have much time to react, and she six just booted feet. it right in. Yep. Yeah, right from the six-yard box. Um, so I would probably post something like that on Twitter. Um, but <clears throat> for me, I'm trying to do more so, like, not blow up everyone's Twitter. But I don't. I think it's going to happen sooner yeah. or Yeah, especially so. Yeah. And as you get through the group stage, like it's the group stage right now. These are obviously important games, but mm-hmm. when we're playing like Thailand, you just kind of have to tune up and then the women need to be ready for the big guns like Italy yeah. and Japan and Argentina and Spain. Brazil too. Brazil won three Germany, Netherlands, Netherlands won just had a today. very good yeah. game Sweden, against New Zealand. Yeah. I saw Sweden, they won a game one nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And honestly, social media is good too. Like you mentioned, just obviously highlighting the key plays that are happening or the upsets, but also just going there for information because obviously this is ha- taking place in France right now. Mm-hmm. It's, different time zone than us yes. yeah so it's really hard to keep track of all the games going on mm-hmm. surely 
And I think Fox yeah. does a pretty good job. I don't know about you guys, but Fox does a good job of like giving you an option to watch a lot of games, whether it be on your iPad, on your iPhone, mm-hmm. on your laptop. No, definitely. And like Spot, um, Fox Sports and Twitter are actually working together mm-hmm. this World Cup um, to bring more soccer to social media networks. Oh, yeah. So um, that's awesome because Fox will stream FIFA Women's World Cup now live in mm-hmm. the U.S. Um, and Twitter uses... Um, Users won the 2014 space off. Yep. You know, yeah, of course. So. That's what I mean. You get to see almost every game. Like you don't really mm-hmm. get to watch. Like I saw Chile and Sweden play. Like you're not going to see that game unless it's the World Cup. They do a good job of giving every single game its time slot. Exactly, and like um, I use like Hulu, so I just subscribed to Hulu TV just for this month in order to watch this, and I use the Fox or FS1 networks to watch these games. So. That's how I'm able to stream it on all my devices and so I forth. Streaming, so. being able to stream is such a game changer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like that instant too. It's like you can get it so quick. It's pretty good HD. Like our quality on this Apple Play is unbelievable right now. It's great. I think that's maybe going to relate to why we can, like, why millennials are going to be watching it more because now we have access. Whereas before, yeah. it was only selected channels where you can have access. Um, so. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And even just a segue, too, into brands, because obviously when you watch big sporting events like this, you see all the key brands, on whether it's on um, commercials or just in the stadium itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was super interesting was the appeal of investing in women's sports has dramatically increased over the years. Visa, one of the six global FIFA sponsors, has shown support by pledging to spend the same on marketing for the Women's World Cup as they did on the men's in Russia. Which I think is awesome. It's huge. Really great. Which is like, you know, just so great. And England's team sponsors too. Um, Locozade, which sport, which I had to look up, which is actually a really popular, like their version of Gatorade Mm -hmm. over the UK. And Head and Shoulders are also promising equal um, advertising for the Lionesses. Yeah, the England girls. They're Mm -hmm. awesome. They won, I think, their first game. Right? Who? England. I think they won. Their first yeah, they game. won against Scotland. Yeah. Um, they actually overpowered Scotland pretty well, cool. but then it was most of the game was overpowered. It was a two-one win, but then Scotland came back at the end to get that goal. But England is again one of a, like a really high competitor, like one of the top teams where people think they're going to win because sen- essentially soccer originated from there. Yeah. I believe. Mm-hmm. So correct I, me if I'm wrong. <laughs> no, I, I definitely like over in the UK area. Mm-hmm. Well, at least that's where they put a lot of focus on. Because mm-hmm. um, like you mentioned before, that's football over there. And mm-hmm. um, like that's their... Yeah, that's their that's their, it's their thing. Yeah. It's their it's sport, their definitely. So it's definitely of, a European sport. Yeah, just a lot of... The, the fact that that country is able to invest in it. And I think the US should be able to hopefully start investing a little bit more into our teams over here. I guess hopefully if the USA women's team win, then they should. I mean, we won last year. If we defend our title, then that just shows how well our team does against countries who make soccer or football their number one sport. I think, yeah, it's development, too. You can mm-hmm. see that the U.S. has put a lot. The women's team has come not that far. They were, they've been good since we were young. But at the same time, you can see even the next generation is very talented. Mm-hmm. And that goes down to academies, like having good D1 programs in the States, stuff like that. And it's really working out, you can tell. Well, D1, but also it can be D2, D3, or collegiate. Course, yeah. So, like, for instance, I use... Yeah, these girls. <laughs> um, from my experience, when I was collegiate in college for my first year, I went against a girl who 
is now, I believe, the goalkeeper of Trinidad and Tobago of team. I don't know. I don't think they're they're actually not in here, mm -hmm. but she's a part of their national team now. So okay. D1 gives you a chance, yeah. but, like, all the other divisions, like, are just as tough. Yeah, so. and also, too, going with that, I mean, hopefully she had time playing. Yeah. Like, if you're on a D1 team, a lot of times you don't get that field time. Exactly. So, so I, with the collegiate D3, maybe D2, I've only been collegiate D3, we didn't have a lot of players, but that gave us way more experience and way more playing time. Mm -hmm. Well, Colleen, thank you so much yeah, of course. for sitting down with us. We'll let you go so you can actually follow Enjoy the, the game. Enjoy yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we get another goal here soon. But uh, thanks so much, and uh, tune in next week for another episode of Digital Dialogue.